Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast, brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy. Daily Fantasy is broken, and Super Draft has fixed it. Listeners can discover why with their first $5 Super Draft contest for free with the promo code PFF at registration. No credit card required. Download the Super Draft app and play today. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Don't you ever talk about me. Picked off. It is Richard Sherman. It's picked off by Sherman. Now, buckle up. Here he goes. And it is intercepted by Richard Sherman. Broken up. Picked off. This game is over. All right. Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast. We are back at it again. We're headed into week 17. I'm here with my guy, Mitch Eisenstein. Later on, we'll have Kyle Pitts, one of the best tight ends, Pro Bowl tight end Kyle Pitts. It'll be fun. Richard, we have um, some tough news out of the NFL circle. Uh, Legend John Madden, um, coach, announcer, video game extraordinaire i mean the guy depending on what generation you were born in uh he means something different to you um for me personally i remember as a little kid watching him in little giants when he made the cameo with tim brown and emmett smith and bruce smith and you know he was always this larger than life living legend um you after you guys won the super bowl graced the cover of madden 15. what what did that mean to you to have that opportunity to be a Madden cover athlete? Well, I think it meant so much to, I mean, John Madden meant so much to so many kids around the world. Um, you know, from through video games, a lot of kids learn the game of football. You know, whether it was playing it on Sega Genesis or, or PlayStation or Nintendo or whatever system you had. I mean, to this day, to this day, you're playing it on PS5, Xbox, PC. Guys, it's this, the, Madden name, I mean, is synonymous with football in every sense of the word. And to to have the honor of Grace and Cover was just some a dream that I never thought I'd get to realize um, ever in my life. And it was an unbelievable experience. And John Madden, like you said, was unbelievable to a lot of people, a lot of generations, whether it was coaching the Raiders to an unbelievable record, uh, probably the best era in Raiders football uh, history. Uh, or when he was, you know, making a name as a commentator. You know, you you still remember some of the some of the phrases that he would use as a commentator. I mean, even if you're playing Madden, you hear him say "pow, pow, boom," like like this guy, that guy's not getting up, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just such a cool era because you you remember that forever. You remember those things forever, and you play video games. I mean, it's still to this day. It's Madden 22. Um, and I remember Madden 95 and Madden 96. Um, and he was just such an unbelievable person and one of those foundational human beings that if there was ever a Mount Rushmore of football, he'd be, he'd be probably one of the first names and faces up there for a lot of people. And, uh, it's just a tragic loss. It's, it's crazy, man. I mean, he really did. I think the Madden football video game. And not to just pencil him into that, but I think for someone in our generation, Richard, that's kind of where he slots. It's it's crazy because I remember as a little kid getting 
absolutely destroyed by my cousin who was 10 years older than me and, and mad in 95 and running upstairs to my parents crying in tears and just trying to get better and better at that game. And you're absolutely right. I mean, that's where you learn football. And that's where as a little kid, that's how you fell in love with football. Um, what do you, where you've already said he slots in as a Mount Rushmore. Have you ever had the opportunity to meet uh, John Madden? I have, I have, I have, but every time I met him, I mean, you know, you have all these questions and have all these, these ideas of how you're going to be when you meet someone. And uh, every time I met him, you know, I was thinking, oh man, I was going to be cool and be like, yeah, man, man, I used to play your game all the time. And then you get up to him and it's just like, uh, 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 huge fan, huge fan. Uh, you're the right. guy, you know, right. and, and it was just an unbelievable experience to just, you know, I mean, it's, to be in his presence and be be to get to meet him, I never got to ask him anything or have any cool moments with him other than being uh, on the cover of a, one of his video games. But it was an unbelievable experience altogether. Richard, let's transition a little bit here. Uh, talk about your game this week. You guys are playing the New York Jets. Uh, this is going to be an opportunity for you to play against your former D coordinator. What is what is it right like to go against uh, Robert Sala this weekend? What is he like as a uh, as a coach? And what do you think he's done uh, with the Jets? Well, Salah is unbelievable as a coach. You know, he's always incredibly prepared. And I know he has his his team incredibly prepared. Um, obviously, it's 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 going to be a competitive game. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. They're, they're going to be great offensively, very creative offensively. Um, and, you know, they're going to uh, pose a great challenge like everybody else. You know, they're going to be sound. They tackle well. They make big plays. Um, the quarterback, Wilson, has got his legs under him, literally ran for a 52-yard touchdown last week and starting to find uh, his sea legs. And uh, I look forward to it. It's going to be a great matchup um, out in uh, Big Apple. Uh, is that what they call it, Big Apple? Big Apple. Yeah, well, I guess it's in New Jersey, but same thing. Um, right, right. Salah always coached with a ton of emotion. I mean, every time it seemed like he zoomed into the sideline after you guys made a big fourth down stop, he was the first one flexing his muscles and hyping you guys up. What's it like to play under a coach that coaches with that level of emotion? Well, it's unbelievable. I mean, it just it, it, I, that's why you see his players play so hard for him because it just shows so much belief in his players. He has so much passion and so much <laughs> – confidence and so much excitement for their success you know he's not excited because the team's doing well he's excited for those individual players success and that's what's so cool and I think that's the reason why he's going to be successful as a head coach because he's genuine and even you know there was a, a little mix-up between him and uh him and was it Rex Ryan right and and but he's a stand-up guy, you know. And he, he, I'm sure he reached out to Rex Ryan. And was like, hey, if you if you want to talk, I, you know, my phone's always on, and I'm always happy to have a conversation. But it, it, you know, Rex Ryan kind of was talking disrespectful. And then obviously after Rex had a conversation with with the man, his tone changed. You know, there's a tremendous amount of respect because he knows this guy isn't out here just just twiddling his thumbs, and this guy's out here preparing hard every week, doing everything he can to put his team in a position to win these games, and it's just unfortunate. This is a hard league. You know, he went into a situation where the team wasn't as talented. The, the, the cupboard is kind of bare. They have some talented players, but they're still building up. You know, they have to build that roster into what they want it to be, and he's, he's the right guy for the job. Richard, I'm going to say one name, and I want your reaction. Um, Jordan Whitehead. 
Man, I, 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 God damn Twitter! Twitter! Twitter needs to verify Jordan Whitehead. First off, that's that's the start of the disrespect. Jordan Whitehead needs to be verified on Twitter. And second off, I mean, you got to see the the tempo and the speed that he plays the game with, the decisiveness, the the intensity, the physicality. I mean, he make he makes impacts on the game in so many different ways. Whether it's rushing a passer, he he gave a sack to Will Go uh, Will last week. Um, he freaking had an interception, he had a bunch of PBUs and unbelievable tackles in the open field, made big plays, and not to mention how many how many runs that he stopped just through his presence where he's just creating piles and, and sending a running back back. And it's the, the plays that you don't see, and he does it on a consistent basis. Um, and that's what's, what's been really cool since I've been here, man. He's, he's really shown his talent as one of the best safeties in the National Football League, and, and the tape shows that. You know, I, I can I – can, Scream from the top of the mountain, but if the tape doesn't show it, then nobody's going to believe it. But if you go watch the tape, um, anybody who knows football will say, "Man, this guy plays the game at a very high level, and he plays freaking he plays way bigger than his eyes." Yeah, he had an incredible game last week. I mean, you guys were clicking on all cylinders defensively and offensively, and it's uh, it's remarkable to see. You know, it seems like you guys you had that. You know, when you went to the 49ers and with Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart, you're singing from the mountaintops, yelling. You know, trying to get anyone to recognize these guys, and here you are in Tampa doing the same thing, and they deserve yeah, because, the praise, man. Because it's so there are so many great players in this league that are underappreciated. You know, Jaquaski Tart. I mean, he's still doing it at a high level. Jimmy Ward should have been a Pro Bowler, and he's still not getting the respect he does. He he freaking guards the the best receiver on third down. He freaking. It, takes the ball away in the middle of the field. He freaking is all over the place, playing a huge role in that defense and still not getting the respect he deserves. Um, and, you know, there's all, obviously only so many pro bowl and all pro spots, but you just wish that these guys would get the recognition they deserve. Um, but, you know, it's a hard league. You know, this is, you know, we're in week 17 and with one week to go after this, one game to go after this, and there's still eight playoff spots up to grab you know, up for grabs. And it's going to be really competitive going down the stretch. You can't, you can't even predict the matchups right now in the playoffs. Right. And I think it's going to be really cool and really fun. You know, obviously the league needs to get through this pandemic and get through this COVID issue because it's been huge. And obviously they've shown some flexibility um, in how they've dealt with things. Obviously the CDC regulations have changed, uh, but it's been, it's been entertaining football, you know, if nothing else. The NFL is going to get their clicks. They're going to get their attention and they're going to get people talking about it consistently. Well, we've kind of reached, uh, as Scott Hansen calls it, uh, the witching hour in the, uh, the NFL season where teams are starting to really emerge. And we've discussed it a lot over the last couple of weeks about how the NFL, you know, made a, a good change by expanding the playoff uh, field by a team and, has made this super competitive down the stretch. Um, you've seen teams like Miami Dolphins, you know, first team in NFL history to lose seven games in a row and then go back and win seven games in a row. And then you got a team like the Indianapolis Colts that are, you know, beating teams up, you know, ground and pound. And week in, week out, you know, they're they're beating legitimate teams. Um, who who do you think? Yeah, I guess we'll start, we'll start with there, you know, in the AFC. Who do you think is the dark horse that has the most legitimate shot to make a, a, a run in these playoffs? Well, that's hard to say because there's so much inconsistency. You know, it depends on which Dolphins team you get and the matchups they get. NFL is a game of matchups. If there's a good matchup where the, the Dolphins defense and offense matches up well with the team they're playing, I think they got a shot. But um, Tua has to play more consistently in order for them to really be what they can be. You know, obviously defensively, uh, they've been well prepared um, every week. 
they they brought pressure. You know, they got they got one of the best corners in the league with the Pro Bowler, um, Xavier Howard. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Any Sunday, any 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 given Sunday, and with the Colts, you know, it's which Carson Wentz are you going to be dealing with? Um, which Carson Wentz are you going to be dealing with? That that's the that's the biggest part, you know. Their playoff success really rests on him. Their defense is incredibly sound. Right. Um, um, they uh, Darius Leonard in the middle making huge plays, turnover machine. Um, DeForest Buckner in there. They have a, still got a great pass rush. Um, very solid in the back end with playmakers all around offensively. One of the best running backs in the league. If he can continue that in the in, in the playoffs, their offensive line is moving people out of the way. A great run game is always going to be dangerous. Great defense and great run game is always going to be dif- difficult to deal with in the playoffs. But uh, but if the quarterback you know turns the ball over, you know it can it can derail you quick. Right, and we've kind of seen a different uh, Carson Wentz over that last handful of weeks. He's kind of turned more into a game manager and and you know understands his role. Uh, hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Make sure you don't turn the ball over and. The defense, to your point, is is really kind of reminds me a little bit of the defense you guys had in uh, 49ers, obviously, with uh, DeForest Buckner in the middle and Darius Leonard playing that Fred Warner role. And obviously, he voiced this week that uh, if he played for a larger market team, he'd probably be in the conversation for defensive player of the year, and he certainly deserves that. Um, but, you know, switching to the NFC, uh, and I don't want you to toot your own horn too much with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I want to focus on some other teams. You know, who who is intrigues you most of the NFC that's that's got a shot to come out? Uh, I mean, it's 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 anybody's game. You know, I, again, it's consistency, and, and there's been a lot more inconsistency probably in the NFC than than AFC. At least you got the teams coming on late in the AFC. You know, you got teams on winning streaks and things like that. But in the NFC, it looks a lot different. You know, you got the Saints who just lost to 20-3, you know, a bunch of guys on COVID. You know, it wasn't really a great showing of who their team could be because they have so many guys on COVID. But um, then you got then you got Philly, you know, who's been really hot. You know, they've been kind of hot and cold, and they can make the playoff. Uh, you got the 49ers who, who the same way. You know, is Jimmy G healthy, or are they going to finally get to see the rookie and see what he, Trey Lance, has to, you know, has in his bag? And that that – can change their playoff hopes dramatically. You know, I mean, I think the fans there, there's been a certain uh, group of fans that have been clamoring for Trey Lance to get his chance. And when he gets his chance, you know, I think, you know, it'll, it'll say a lot about how this, these next, you know, this postseason will go for them if they make it uh, his success and, and how Kyle manages him. Uh, their defense has been playing really solid. You know, they, their playmakers are making plays. Nick Bosa's third in the league in sacks. Uh, with 15 sacks, and you know that's going to make a huge impact. I mean, he's make he's an impact player, and he's doing it week in and week out. Um, you just gotta, you know, the playoffs are, are a beast where defensive pass rush can really ruin somebody's playoff chances, and um, you know, you just need to get in the, the fight. Obviously, the top top seed right now is the Green Bay Packers, and Aaron Rodgers playing MVP football as always. I think people have been bored with his success. It'd be cool for Jonathan Taylor to get a shot at the MVP, but how can you do it with a Rod, you know, producing the numbers that he's always produced? You know, I mean, to to argue that his numbers aren't better than last season, I mean, you just got to check him. You just got to check him. He's just as efficient. The interception percentages are really low. Um, You know, him and Devontae Adams are doing what him and Devontae Adams have always done, you know, and that's why, hey, they're going to make it really tough on the Green Bay Packers um, this offseason. Richard, sports is – 
sports is ever evolving, right? And we've seen it when you guys in Seattle had your huge, I guess, five-year, six-year run there with teams trying to copycat, you know, trying to form their own legion of booms. And now we're seeing the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense was one of the worst in football last year. This year, they've got some big-time playmakers on the field and Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons, among others. The way the Cowboys are using Micah Parsons, here's a middle linebacker out of Penn State, out of college. Everyone's thinking, another middle linebacker, maybe this is going to be a Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner type. They got him lining up on the edge. They got him lining up inside. They, you know, they're bringing him everywhere. He's now converted into this incredible pass rusher. Do you think we see more of that now where teams are teams and GMs and coaches are taking guys out of their locked in position and, and moving them around the field? Like one, one example, and I know obviously you know him very well is Bobby Wagner. I feel like if Bobby was given the opportunity early in his career that Micah Parsons been given, Bobby would be doing the exact same thing from a sack category. Right, but it makes you a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. You know, it's the reason Bobby has, has uh, seven all-pros to his name and eight Pro Bowls um, in a row. It's because he's gotten really good at one thing. You know, I mean, it's a cool trick as a young guy, and, and he's making a huge impact for that team, but eventually people figure you out. You know what I mean? You can't be everywhere at the same time, and he's done some really cool and exciting things, but as, as his career evolves and guys start game planning for him and start figuring him out, it's going to take some evolution. It's going to take him adjusting and, and evolving. And it's like, what does he play? Does he play linebacker? Is he a pass rusher? Is he linebacker? Is he a pass rusher? And it's been really cool the way Dan Quinn has used him. You know, that's the common thread between this defense and the defense we had in uh, Seattle is that Dan Quinn. He's, he's making it simple for these guys, putting pressure on the quarterback, making sure D-line is in position. Um, Demarcus Lawrence and the boys are really putting pressure on quarterbacks and, and uh, Trayvon Diggs is, is having an unbelievable season with 11 interceptions and you have to give him all the credit in the world uh, for the plays he's making and Michael Parsons and and we'll see how this defense stands up in the, in the playoffs they have the most turnovers in football this is maybe a little bit difficult question for you but Trayvon Diggs has been balling what has he got 11 picks now yeah. uh, he's all over field absolute ball hawk reminds me a lot of you um, who would you rather have on your team, you got to pick one, Micah Parsons or Trevon Diggs. Well, I think most people would say that pass rush is more consistent than interceptions. You know what I mean? It's more consistent stat. Um, so the longevity of it is better. You know what I mean? Eventually, they'll stop throwing towards the corner that has a ton of interceptions. You know, they'll throw the ball to the other side, and, and you become less effective. You, you become um, less powerful. Sure, you can game plan around the other corner, but – a pass rusher, I mean, you can you can game plan and guys can slide to him, but it makes you weaker on the other side. It makes you, you know what I mean, you can dictate the offense a lot different um, with a pass rusher than you can at a corner. You know, they'll, sure, they'll throw away from him. They'll Even if you put him on your best receiver, hey, I'll just put him over here and we'll run our offense like he doesn't exist. Cool. You know, it'll still All be right. effective. But putting pressure on the quarterback is the name of the game these days. And I think we need to cue the tape on Aaron Rodgers not throwing to your side of the field once when you were with Seattle years ago. Uh, it was certainly remarkable to see. Richard, one final question before we bring on our guest, Kyle Pitts, and this ties into the tight ends. Obviously, Kyle's had in a remarkable year. Um, he's certainly got an incredible career ahead of him. You've played with a lot of great tight ends throughout your career. Who's, who's number one on your, on your hierarchy of tight ends that you've played with and or against? 
Oh, that's tough because it's just so many different skill sets. I played against Tony Gonzalez. I played against Witten. Um, totally different skill sets than George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, who, who I played with and against. Um, totally different skill sets than Gronk. You know, and all of them, if you put them in a game, that the team they're playing against is going to have them top of the board on their game plan. You know, because they're they're going to impact the game tremendously. Whether it's in the red zone, uh, George Kittle was in the run game and pass game. Uh, shoot in every way you can affect the game. I mean, shoot, I'm surprised they haven't put him in a wildcat yet. Um, Travis Kelsey, the same way in Kansas City, without him in their offense, it's a totally different offense. Um, and obviously there was different rules with, with Tony Gonzalez um, back in his heyday, but he had a tremendous impact and was all over the field in Kansas City and Atlanta. Um, so, I mean, any of those guys, you couldn't go wrong. Well, Richard, with that being said, we're going to welcome on our guest, Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons, on his way to his first career Pro Bowl in his rookie year. That is uh, incredible accolades, and um, back at it again. Back at it again. Appreciate you, Mitchell. Welcome, Kyle Pitts. Well, welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast, back at it again. I appreciate having Kyle Pitts on here as my guest, man. How are you? No good. How you doing? I'm doing really good, man. You you having a hell of a rookie year as as you predicted. You know, <laughs> coming in is probably one of the most hyped tight ends, I think. I mean, since I've been in the league, uh, and you've lived up to every bit of it, man. So what do you what you think of the league so far? It's different. I feel like it's a lot of components that go into it, like on a daily schedule, just moving different. You know, you're not like on a schedule. It's just not like slated out for you, I guess you would say, like in college where yeah, class this time, study hall, all of that. Now it's just you come to work, you get your work done, and you go home, and you're done. You know, you know right. in practice, you have tutoring, you, you're done. So it's just a little different, just taking care of your body, mentally, you know, re, uh, recharging. Um, and yeah, it's just, I would just say it's a different lifestyle. I, I like it way better, though. Way better than Yeah, college. it is way better than you. <laughs> you ain't got to stress about study hall and, man, yeah. I got to get to class at this time and got to do this. You study your plays, you you go through your tape, and you got time to take care of your body and live your life. Um, I mean, wait till you get to the offseason. That's going to really blow your mind. That's what's really going <laughs> That's where I got to tell you to be careful because that offseason, you talk about having time on your hands, you're going to have time and more money in your pocket than you have ever had. And, right. you know, that's where, where a lot of dudes either, you know what I mean, keep going this way or, you know, stuff start getting rocky. Um, obviously, you've had a freaking fantastic year. You, I think you, they said you're 127 yards away from the, the record. You know, is that ever on your mind? Or are you just like, whatever, you know what I mean? Just keep playing, take it a day at a time. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it a day at a time. Uh, I want to, you know, continue to, you know, get better each week and try and, help win. So I'm really worried about winning this week and uh, us, you know, trying to get into the playoffs. I mean, if the record comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But for the main part, I'm worried about winning. I mean, you came in and you 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 get to play with Matt Ryan, you know, and Matt Ryan, you know, is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks uh, this league has. And, you know, he doesn't always get the credit he deserves. And, you know, you know, he go, goes through his ups and downs at times, but how has he helped you develop this year? You know, obviously having a veteran like that, you know, a guy who, who's had a ton of success in this league, helps a guy and, and he's obviously got you the ball a lot. I think he's helped me a lot because he just kind of slows it down. Uh, just, he always tells me just, you know, don't, don't make it hard. Just keep everything, the main thing, the main thing and take it day by day. Um, just, you know, realizing that and not trying to overthink and, 
do too much or you know trying to put too much stress on myself we just just stay the course and just you know just relax and let everything fall into a place i've seen you i mean they've, they've tried to guard you a lot of different ways they've tried to double you i've seen backers guard you i've seen them try to guard you with safeties corners um does that change the way you attack the 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 you know the defender or you just say you know whoever line up is going to get it however i give it I mean, I was, it's kind of a mixture between both because linebackers aren't as fast as corners, safeties aren't as fast as linebackers. So it's kind of like knowing how to use different tools with different defenders. But for the most part, it's, you know, I want to win either way. Right, right, right. I mean, I didn't see you push some dudes to the ground. You know, <laughs> I ain't going to tell you, I ain't going to put no names out there. But um, <laughs> it's been cool to see you develop. You know, I see, you know, early in the season, it kind of seemed like you were a little tentative. Um, with, with your decision and your route running and, and, you know, as you got later in the season, got more comfortable, it seems like you way more decisive. You know, as you're setting dudes up better, you're setting the defense, recognizing the coverage, sitting in your zones better. Um, how has that adjustment been for you? You know, I mean, just from, from I mean, this is 16-game season. You hit the rookie wall at like 10, I'm sure. Um, how has that been? You know, this is, this shit, this is the, literally the longest season in NFL history with 17 games. Um, have you felt that rookie wall at all? Uh, I would say I, I try my best not to think about it, not to think, oh, am I about to start getting tired? Is my body about to start hurting? But I would say just from the first game of the season to today, just trying to get better in, like you said, being more decisive, seeing the zones, you know, zone faster, how to do certain things against different defenders. But just from today, like I said, from today all the way to the – from the first game, I feel like I've, you know, grown a lot, you know, trying to recognize and, you know, play faster. How cool is the Pro Bowl? You know what I mean? You got you got first season, first Pro Bowl, man. That's huge, man. How, I, I mean, you know, you could, you could be as humble as you want to be, but, I mean, it got to feel good. It definitely feels good. That was uh, one of the accolades I wanted to reach. And, um, you know, God bless me, allowing me to, you know, have the success I have this year and, you know, hopefully having more success. And, you know, my peers and coaches, you know, pick me as, you know, uh, one of the tight ends representing NFC. So it's a lot of tight ends eating in this league. You know, you got you got Travis Kelsey, you got Kittle, you know, you got a lot of dudes making a ton of plays in this year. You got yourself. Do you ever, you got Gronk, um, you got, you ever find yourself, you know, you know, pick, you know, nitpicking anything from their games, you know, to put in your game as you develop? Um, or you just, you know, try to kind of blaze your own trail? I would say definitely uh, all three of those guys have different play styles, in my opinion. Like Gronk is a more physical route runner. He's more technical. Uh, Travis is more like smoother in like, I mean, they're all smooth, but and then you got Kittle, who's a yak guy, you know what I'm saying? So it's like just seeing, seeing how they kind of do certain things and certain routes against certain people. I kind of like to, you know, watch some of their tape and, you know, try and steal some of what they're doing and you know, try and help me. What do you think prepared you best for this journey? You know, obviously, everybody has dreams of getting to the league, dreams of making a Pro Bowl in their first year, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's a long journey to get to the league. You know, you go through high school ups and downs. You go through college ups and downs. What was the, like, turning point for you where you felt like, man, like, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy and I'm going to make it? Or did, you, or did you always just feel like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I always say, I mean, confidently speaking, I always thought I was that guy. Uh, but just, you know, keep my head down, just grinding each day, uh, just trying to outwork myself, just because at the end of the day, it's, you know, if I can play at my highest level, I think, you know, that's, that's pretty good.
Right, right. And it's obviously been good enough. And, and you know, it's a lot more meat on the bone. How hard you going to play in this Pro Bowl? We're, you know, we got two <laughs> games left. But, you know, it's going it's gonna to take you a second to adjust to, to how dudes play. And, you know, some dudes play hard. Some dudes don't play hard. But you seem like one of those dudes. If you're going to strap it up, you're going to give it your all. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. You got you you got you got wife, you got kids, or are you just single and mingling right now? No, I got a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend and I don't have a wife or kids right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well shoot, I'm happy to happy to hear that. You got a long way to go. And a lot of times that's a that's a big factor as you as you kind of grow into this league, having somebody, you know, solid by your side and, and making sure you you know what I mean? Your stuff off the field is taken care of. You can just focus on the game and and, you know, I mean, everybody's life is different, but um, I'm sure you found you a good one, and, you know, that's going to be sweet. Didn't, weren't y'all going to the playoffs here your rookie year? Like, when things started to get long, like, how did you just, like, keep your head down and just, even though it got, like, because around this time last year, you know, I I was around this time declaring, you know, and just chilling on the couch, and now it's two games left, you know, potentially couldn't, it's, it's two guaranteed left, but it's, Attention more that's you know on the table, but just knowing to just keep pushing it. Like, how did you take care of your body and get away from like football, like mentally and physically? It's 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 talking to your vets, you know, a lot of times, and it's like it, what you just said. It's it's taking your mind away from football sometimes, you know, whether it's you know just a date night with the old lady, or it's video games, talking to your boys, or it's you know whatever it is. Some dudes is just freaking reading books and you know being playing card games or doing whatever you do like you have to have it you have to have something to detach you away from this game because it's too much stress and anxiety and too much focus in this game you know no matter who you are and how good you are like it's almost stressful being good right. you know the better you are the, the higher level that you hold yourself to the more stressful it's going to be and you're going to be sitting there like after 10 years and be like man i didn't i got all these awards and accolades and super bowls and i didn't really i mean i had fun but i didn't enjoy it because right. Ain't no time to enjoy it. Ain't no time to enjoy being great. Um, And so I think I think the important thing was 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 taking those moments, especially on the Tuesdays, the day offs. You know what I mean? To really like, hey, I'm I'm, I take care of my body. I go in, I get my tape. But after that, I'm off. Like I am I am not a football player on this Tuesday. Like I'm I'm dead. I'm over here with the old lady. We watch. We got our movie night. We Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm chilling with on the video games. And as you get through the playoffs, don't make the game bigger than what it is. Like, it, it is winner take all and loser go home. But, I mean, if you, you kind of feel like that every week. Like, everybody got to get it every week. And so, I think when you get to those playoffs, you get you get on the field, you feel the atmosphere. And then after the first snap, just like everything else, you're going to be like, oh, oh, this is just football. You, you about to get it. Right. Yeah, it's fun, though. It's fun. I can't wait till you get your first taste of it, man. It's going to be... And, and what I'll tell you about the Pro Bowl is just enjoy it. Like, don't try to be – that's not one of those moments where you got to be too cool for school and just be like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm always here. Like, enjoy it. You may go to 15, but enjoy the first one to the last one like they're your last. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be different players, going to be different families. Like, get to get to enjoy the the camaraderie. Like, a lot of times these, these are the best players in the league, and, and you're one of the best players in the league. Enjoy being – part of that group, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes we get caught up with just like, man, it's just another game and just like that. Like Pro Bowl ain't just another game. Pro Bowl really, 
I mean, it really ain't a game at all. You're going to get out there and dudes is, is half the, the old line drinking beer before the game. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, but the corners and receivers, it, it, now, now the linebackers is hitting and the corners and receivers is going at it. So, like, like they not – it's going to be real out there. But the old line and D-line be, be brother-in-law sometimes. But, uh, okay. but I would just say try to enjoy the full experience, man, because I think sometimes you get there and I only got to actually go to – I got to go to two of the five that I got picked for because of the Super Bowl. We went to three of the years I went, we, we went to Super Bowl, so I didn't get to go. But but it was I enjoyed the hell out of it because it was like, shit, I, you never know when you're going back. You know, you always right. think, like, I'm going to be the best forever. But shit. Right. But I appreciate you, brother. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I appreciate you Thank coming you. on with me. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to add you on uh, Twitter, and, and I'll probably send you a jersey if you, if you want one when we exchange. Okay, definitely, definitely. Welcome to the Richard Sherman Podcast, brought to you by Superdraft Fantasy. If you're a real football fan, you know that Daily Fantasy is broken. Superdraft has fixed it with their new game, Super 15. Listeners get their first $5 game for free, no deposit required, with the code PFF at registration. You know the game. Pick your best five players off the grid with $15 in salary and let it ride. It takes less than a minute. Watch me pick a new lineup every week and see if you can beat my score. Download the Superdraft app and see if you can beat me to win cash prizes. Just use the code PFF at registration for your first $5 contest free. No credit card required to claim the offer. Offer only eligible for new accounts. Welcome back to the Superdraft Super 15 contest. Somehow, someway, I feel like they're cheating. Mitchell got a win. Somehow I'm three and seven. I don't know. I feel like there was a, there was some discrepancies in there. I was up 16 and a half points, and somehow I lost. I don't know. I don't know. But this Richard, week, as as DJ Khaled so famously said, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. So we'll start it off with that. Another dub, um, dude. I'm on cloud nine. How does it feel not to even breach the uh, the half century mark? I think this is probably just, the sixth I, I, time I, you've done that this season. I, I, I'm calling BS on it. I'm calling BS. I feel like there's some some you know some there's an error in here somewhere in this right. scheme. You know, I feel like my points aren't being added up properly, and uh, and I need to I need to understand that. But we can. I mean, dude, we can get you a recount if you want. You know, that's yeah. that's all fair here. I take a recount and and you know what I mean, steal the vote and all that stuff too. Um, sure. I, this week I'm going with for my five dollar pick. Forget that. Forget that. I'm not going with a five dollar pick. Forget all that. No, I'm not going with five dollar pick. They have yet to pan out for me, and I and it's all quarterbacks and Jonathan Allen and I. Mm, you know, mm, 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 changing it up this week. This week I'm going with Joe Burrow's. PFF's highest graded quarterback with a $4 pick. I am going with Cooper Cup. They project him to be the highest scoring receiver in week 17. That's eight bucks. I'm going with Stefan Diggs, brother to Trayvon Diggs. Come on now, that I got to get it. That's 11 bucks in three picks. And then I'm going with two $2 picks. And Ronald Jones, my teammate, played the, we played Jets this week. And uh, 
<sighs> and I go with Christian Kirk, big play receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. I need you to eat. They have so many receivers, it's hard to pick one, but I'm going with Christian Kirk. I love that strategy, Rich. You know, you've always seemed to be a week behind. You never, you remember when you drafted uh, the wrong Josh Allen a few weeks back? <laughs> and now, now you're taking Joe Burrow a week after he throws for 500 yards. Um, so we'll see how that works out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a $5 pick, and I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, the Chiefs have been playing pretty darn good, and he. Uh, he, he got it done without uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill was pretty much a non-factor last week and he still put up a ton of fantasy points. So I'm going with Patty Mahomes as my top dog. Then I'm gonna go with his running mate, $4 choice, Tyree Kill. You know, uh, he had a down game. What are the odds, Richard? You're a professional here. What are the odds that he has two down games in a row? I hope the odds are high because I need it, I need it to happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the odds being very low. I'm going Tyree Kill here. So then my $3 choice, and this is where I'm hedging my bet against you. This is called being smart, Richard. I am going with Jamar Chase because knowing that you've got Joe Burrow, if he throws my boy Jamar Chase a touchdown, well, guess what? I get two extra points going, than you get. We're going to and T. Higgins I, and we're yeah, going to we'll, Joe we'll Mixon. See. We'll see about that. And then $2 choice, I'm going with the sun god. I'm on Ross, St. Brown. He's come on of late. Uh, the Detroit Lions have actually been playing pretty well of late. Uh, strategically losing, staying low on the draft order, which is is great for a Detroiter. But, uh, you know, the Sun God broke a bunch of uh, rookie receiving records for the Lions. I think he keeps it up. He had 11 targets last week. They're going against your old Seattle Seahawks, Richard. I hope he catches at least six, seven balls and gets in the end zone. And then finally, I'm going with today's guest with $1 choice, Kyle Pitts. Um, PFF's highest graded tight end going to the Pro Bowl $1 that is an absolute bargain that is my winning roster of the week uh, yeah I don't like how you said that guys I don't like Mitchell's winning roster of the week etc etc right right but thank you very much for listening to our Super Draft Super 15. Obviously brought to you by Super Draft. If you want to get involved, use the promo code PFF for your first $5 game free. No strings attached, no credit cards required. Get signed up, download it now. You know the deal. All right, thank you guys again for checking out my podcast. I appreciate you. It's week 17. We're going to have a, another good podcast with another great guest next week, week 18, the final week of the regular season. It's going to be exciting. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We'll check out my podcast next week, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Appreciate you rocking with me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Keep the traffic.